Hey, it's Monique. Welcome back to the podcast. A welcome if this is your first time listening. This is the Brown Vegan Podcast, episode 154. And with this show, I love to present veganism from a practical perspective to help everyday people go vegan in a way that feels good to them. I also love to share overall wellness topics and vegan entrepreneurship topics because this is so much more than food. It truly is a lifestyle. Be sure to come hang out with me on Instagram and YouTube. My handles on those platforms is Brown Vegan. So yes, I hope you're having a great day. Thank you so much for being here. I truly appreciate it. I am back on the show with another conversation for you. I have Andrea back on. Y'all know I love a repeat guest. Andrea was on the show on episode 112. And at that time, she shared her vegan journey. We also talked about joy and gratitude. And I just love Andrea's energy so much that I just had to invite her to come back on the show because I feel like We can all use as much joy as possible. And that's what she does on a daily basis on her Instagram. So don't forget to follow her over there because she's shamelessly fabulous on Instagram. And she is definitely shameless. And I just love that about her. So in this conversation, we actually talk about more of her upbringing and how some of that have probably has probably led her to the life that she lives now and makes her so grateful, you know, in the way she shows up for herself and for her family. And we also talk about a lot about the diet culture and how I feel like and she does as well that this diet culture prevents us from living our best lives when it comes to how we eat and how we live in general. So we talk about that as well as the importance of movement over exercise. I love her thought process behind that because sometimes we can get stuck in this trap of like exercise feeling like it's something that you have to do, but movement is something that we choose to do, something that we're thankful that we get to do. It just sounds so much better and it actually makes us show up (laughs) better when we approach it that way. Lastly, in this conversation, we chat about her time as a stripper, which I thought was so interesting and so fun. Lord, Andrea, I swear she's full of surprises. So yeah, this was a great conversation. As always, you can get the show notes at brownvegan.com under episode 154. And to listen to more of Andrea's vegan story, all you have to do is go back to episode 112. I'll make sure I share that in the show notes for you as well. So yes, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into the conversation. How are you doing? Yeah, for real, for real. I am doing soul good. That's my new thing. And I love it. Just like recognizing like on a soul level, I'm just good. Just I'm feeling really good. I'm going to be 40 next month. And so I'm just kind of reflecting on all of the things that have led me to this very moment and how grateful I am for the clarity that I have right now. And it's just like, it's, giving me so much light. Yes. Well, happy early birthday. Thank you. Let's start there. And I turned 40 in September and it's very interesting because I thought that that I would be nervous about the aging part. Yeah. But I've never been this clear in my life. That's exactly what it is. You know, I think when we're younger, let's say 20 years ago, you know, looking at older women, you're thinking, oh, like, this is what it's going to look like. And this is what it's going to be like. And then there's all these horror stories. It's very similar to becoming a mother, right? You hear all this like, oh, well, just wait until this and wait until that. And it's like, every, like life is what you make it, period. Mm. And so you, but you still have that in the back of your head, right? All of these things that are going to happen to you. 
when you're this age. And so now I'm here and I'm like, this is the best. (laughs) This is the best. And it's the best because you have like the wisdom and then you still have the vitality of your youth. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. I think that it's so, like you said, it's so crazy how when you're younger, you're like, man, 40 is so old. And I'm like, I'm, my life just started. Exactly. It just and started. This, there's this level of like fresh out of fuckness that is just so, <laughs> it's just so juicy. You know, you're just like, I don't have any fucks to give about any of the things that I don't give a fuck about. And it's brilliant. It is like, what is this life? You know, because even when you're turning 30, you still have, you're still holding on to like what other, other people think of you, right? You're still kind of holding Mm. on to that. But something about 40, you're like, I don't have time. I don't have time. (laughs) And I was talking to my mom about this and she said that just wait till you get to your 60. She said, you really, you have nothing left for anybody and <laughs> I what, I mean, what I mean like you're saying like the you don't have the tolerance for the, the BS no. you know so I just love it and she just said it's just going to get even more clear yeah I love that for us I love, I love that for us I love it so much how are the kids? the kids how are they the kids are good they actually just went back to school two months ago and I was really reluctant to send them back but my son was not I, I could not be his teacher anymore And I felt, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of like a failure about it. But I also knew that like the best thing for everyone involved would be to send him back to school. And he loves it and he's thriving and he's doing so good. My daughter was doing good either way. She just, she had this foundation about her and she's just a grown little woman, you know? So she just (laughs) had her own thing going on all the time. Yeah. So they're doing great. They're doing really, really good. I'm so proud of them. So speaking of children, childhoods, in that. I actually want to talk to you about your upbringing. And the reason why is because sometimes people can look at someone online or just from a distance and think that they have all their shit together. Everything is perfect for them. Not understanding that sometimes it takes so much pain and then you come out on the other side and then that's where you find your joy. It's not always this picture perfect. Well, it never is. Not always. It never is a picture perfect for people. So I want to talk about the fact that you shared, I think on Instagram, I think was this a couple of months ago yeah. where you were talking about how you stole the food yeah. to take yeah. care of you and yourself and your sibling. Mm-hmm. So talk, let's talk about your upbringing and how you were able to, you know, get to this point in your life. Yeah. My childhood is something that I don't talk about often because it doesn't like come up. And the reason I shared that story back in November is like right around Thanksgiving. And, you know, we're all talking about what we're grateful for. And my son had this project where he was, he was asked like, what are you grateful for? And I started listing things that he could be grateful for, his toys, his family, food. And he looked at me like I had three heads. He was like, what, what do you mean grateful for food? And, and my heart, I, like I cannot describe, there's been so many m- moments in my motherhood experience that, that this has happened because I grew up in a completely different way than they did, you know? And so (laughs) my heart like broke, but at the same time I was like, oh my God, he doesn't know what it's like to be hungry, you know? (sighs) And so then that story, you know, came up. And so the way that I grew up, like my mom was like heavily involved in religion for like the first, I don't know, like eight years or so of my life. 
And then she started doing stuff that the religion didn't approve of. And so she got, so we were, I was raised as a Jehovah's witness. So she was disfellowshipped. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you know the terminologies, but basically you're kind of like they put a barrier between you and all of the support that you've had before. And even if your family is baptized and in the faith, you can't talk to your family anymore unless it's about like strict family stuff. Like you can't be involved in their lives anymore. And so like no parties or anything no like that. Only if it's like some urgent matter, like someone's dying. But other than that, they say, do not associate with the disfellowshipped. And so wow. I, there are so many, I have so many like qualms with religion in itself, but Jehovah's witnesses, like I, and it's not all Jehovah's witnesses, but the, the practice of disfellowshipping people like mm-hmm. that. I just don't like it. I just can't get down with it because then what it, what it can do, I'm not going to speak for everyone is send someone so deep over the edge, like into the direction that they were going in that got them disfellowshipped in the first place. And for my mom, it was addiction and it just, it was bad, you know? And like looking back on it now, like I had so many problems with my mom as I was growing up because I just felt like she wasn't a good mom. But then I looked at her childhood, you know, and how she wasn't taken care of in the way that she needed to be taken care of. And it was just like this generational thing that just got passed on. And she was filled with so much pain and she was basically Mm. just trying to escape that pain. And so she, you know, became an addict. And so my childhood was very tumultuous. My, my father lived in Pennsylvania and he was in and out of prison. And then he had like this crazy long stint in prison. And so I didn't really have, as far as my parents go, like a stable upbringing, but for some reason, my brothers and I never got taken away from my mom, even though everything was just wild. And so we always, we lived with her throughout her, you know, addiction struggles where some days, some weeks she, you know, she just would go to her drug den with her boyfriend and not come home for days and days. And I had to do what I had to do to survive. And luckily we live walking distance from a grocery store. So, and this, that moment that I talked about where I walked into a grocery store, probably in the middle of summer (laughs) with a winter coat on and filled that bad boy up with food for me and my brothers. And as I was walking out, because I had never got like caught before, I'd done this before. This was not something new. I turned around and looked at the person, the a security guard or whatever. And they, you know, they told me to stop. I turned around and I had tears in my eyes and they looked at me just like with the most pitied look and said, just go. And so that's, mm-hmm. that's basically how I grew up until I was about 15. And then she went, got back into church. So from about eight to 15, it was wild. Like I can, <laughs> I look back and I'm like, how did, how the fuck did we survive? Like, so it was a lot. It was a lot. There was just not a lot of guidance for those years. And those are super, you know, formative years. Formative. Right. And so it was just basically, you know, and I hadn't even like met my dad until I was like 11. Like I never, like he, my mom and dad divorced when I was like a baby. 
And so I didn't, you know, like I talked to him on the phone sometimes, but I didn't like know him or meet him in the flesh until I was 11. And he was, he was in prison every time I met him until I was in my twenties. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So then how did that look for you? Because if I look at you now Mm -hmm. as an almost 40 year old woman, you're just, I I just, oh my God, I just love your personality so much. And I actually miss when you used to send me those, those uh, Those running voice voice memos. (laughs) Yes. I miss when you used to send me those because I just, you just really do brighten my day. I, I just feel like you're like this ball of sunshine. So during your teens and your early 20s, did you have that light in you? Of course, it's always been in you, but was it shining as bright as, as bright as it is right now? Or how did that look for you during that time? So one of the things I feel like that's always kind of grounded me is I've always had guardian angels. So what that looked like was parents, and I think my brothers had this too, where they, the parents of our friends saw what was going on and they took us in. Like we didn't live at their house, but Mm -hmm. they fed us all the meals. Like they were there to like guide us. And so I had so many surrogate mamas because of what they saw. Like they couldn't do too much, but they did enough so that we did survive. And so that's, I feel like that's definitely what happened. And as far as like shininess, I've like always been bright, but I've always had like this darkness about me as well. Just because growing up the way that I grew up, like, I feel like my life has been like the struggle between like knowing exactly who I am and what I'm here to do. And then like depression and anxiety, like pulling me down. You know what I mean? Like it's always mm-hmm. been like this very, and so that's why I take my joy seriously right now. Like I've always taken it seriously, but I feel like because I know the contrast of life when I am joyful, I ha- like, I have to express it. So what do you do? Like, what does your practice look like? You know, because I know as someone who also has been managing depression since, man, I, I say since I was 18, but I think it was much earlier than that. And I just didn't recognize mm-hmm. it for what it was until I was a little older, and especially like crippling anxiety. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that you do to kind of get ahead of that? Exactly. Because, yes. yeah, because yes. you, you can't just, it's so easy to just slip and stay. Oh my gosh, yeah. And, you know, like thinking back to before I had kids, I, I would just go through periods where I would just stay in my room for, you know, like a week or like two, like I would just be, you know, in my darkness and like just allow it. But when I emerged, it was like the clearest, brightest, bubbly. And it's wild because I wish that I would have known all of the things that I know now, but here we are. So now I know. Now Mm -hmm. I know exactly how to get ahead of it. I saw this woman, Nedra. I can't think of what her last name is. Nedra something. She's a doctor. And she was talking about... Yes, I follow her on Instagram. Yes, yes, She was talking about how most people practice aftercare, but you got to like self-care is preventative. And so the things Mm -hmm. that I do to make sure that I am able to show up in the best way possible you know, and that depends, that varies from day to day, depending on like how much sleep I've gotten, how much energy I'm exerting, you know, but it's like, wake up before anyone else, before I address anyone and pour into myself. It is non-negotiable. It's not something that I'm just like, oh, I can do it. No, 
get up early and pour into yourself. You know that this is going to make you the best version of yourself. So I get up super early. I do a meditation and I just started meditating, I think not last year, but the year before. And that's just completely changed my world. I do want to mention that a lot of people have a problem like sitting still with their thoughts. There are so many ways that you can meditate. You can walk, you can dance, you can sing. If you play an instrument, you can play an instrument, you can write. There are so many ways. It doesn't have to look the same for everyone. As long as you're like going inward and you're like just focusing on one thing and kind of letting the chatter of your mind fall away. You know what I mean? Mm. So meditation, yes. journaling, and then I pour into my community. I ask you how you want to feel today. Every day in my stories, I've been doing that for, I think, like three months or something. And the feedback that I've gotten mm -hmm. is amazing because a lot of people are walking around living unintentional lives. And if you wake up in the morning and before you even get out of bed and you say, let's just say you wake up heavy. Let's use that as an example because we're in you know, the 2020s and there's, it's wild. So let's say you're waking up and you're feeling like, oh, I don't want to do this. You're going to say to yourself, today, I'm going to give myself so much grace and I'm going to be patient with myself. And then you always have that anchor to go back. But if you're feeling great, you're going to be like, I'm going to have a productive day or I'm going to have a sassy day or I'm going to have a sexy day. And whatever your word is for that day, whatever your intention is, you can keep on anchoring back to that, that feeling, like how you want to feel. And then I go and move my body and then I come home and nourish my body. And then I'm on, I'm mom and I'm wife. <laughs> Those are the things that I do. Yes, I love it so much because, I, and I also love how you always refer to it as movement and not exercise. Exercise, exercise yeah. feels so, oh, I have to do this. Oh, this is something that I have to check off my list. But movement is freedom. Movement is mm. magic. Movement is medicine. It's like you're moving for wellness. You're not like, you're not attaching all this like shit to it. Like, oh, I got to lose this weight. I got to do this. Like, that's what exercise is. Like, I don't want to be associated with that world anymore just because I feel like it's been so detrimental to our society. Like just that whole exercise, weight loss. Like I get it. You know, like when you're unhealthy, when you're like, putting a but like co consistently putting a bunch of unhealthy things in your body like you're going to get sick and all these things but i feel like we could focus like we could be very mindful in the way that we talk about these things and i feel like diet culture is just disastrous and it's done ah, i just don't like it i don't like the connotation behind exercise it's something mm -hmm. that you have to do, whereas movement is freedom, like I said, and it's something that you get to do. Like if you're able to, you get to move your body. So I love it. You know what? It's, it's interesting how people who aren't vegan, when you say you don't like diet culture, they're probably like, but you're like in a huge diet. <laughs> this is what you do. Even though we know as vegans, that veganism is not diet. Yeah. Do you, has that ever come yeah. up for you? Like, has anyone ever mentioned oh, that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's like constantly like, oh well, when I if I go vegan, will I lose weight? And I'm like, I don't want to talk about that because veganism is not a diet. You know, it's like it's not actually even about food. You know, it's about the liberation of non-human animals. It's about like anti-oppression. So 
when you come at me and you're like, I want to lose weight, I'm like, go talk to somebody, go talk to the plant-based coach. Like I, I can't help you with that because that's not, that's not what I'd like to focus on. And I believe that if we get back in tune with our bodies and we actually start listening to them and not like, I get reading the labels and seeing like what you want to put in your body, but like not being so obsessed about certain food groups and just nourishing your body and allowing, you know, for balance and space instead of like restricting so hard about anything about sugar, about carbs, whatever it is. If you really start listening to your body, your body will tell you everything that you need to know. But I feel Mm -hmm. like diet culture has done this thing about food where they're like, this is bad and this is bad. And then you're feeling guilt when you're eating it. It's a whole scene. But if you're just listening to your body and the way that it feels when you eat certain things and gravitating towards the things that make you feel good, then, you know, you'll get the results results that you want. You'll get where you want to go if you're listening to your body, if you're constantly tuning in. It's Monique hopping in to thank Raw Sugar for sponsoring this episode of the show. So we all know that it's important what we put inside of our bodies, but what about our skin? It's just as important. That's why I have to tell you about Raw Sugar's new line of deodorant made from plant-derived ingredients. Not only does their deodorant smell amazing, but you don't have to worry about aluminum, baking soda, parabens, and other yucky ingredients that you find in so many other brands. Raw Sugar's deodorant is also allergy tested and glides on clean and smooth. So I trust Raw Sugar as a brand overall because it's the only body wash that I use. So you know I had to try their new line of deodorant for another layer of freshness. Raw coconut and lime is my favorite scent right now, but they have several other options for you to choose from, including their lavender and lemon sugar and their fragrance-free stick. Not only does Raw Sugar deodorant work well on my armpits, but it's also vegan and cruelty-free, and their packaging is simple and 100% biodegradable. Be sure to go to rawsugarliving.com to find a retailer near you. I like to get my Raw Sugar products from Target and Wegmans, but if you don't live near those stores, check out rawsugarliving.com to find a retailer near you. Vegan life is a good life, so you never have to worry about denying your sweet tooth. That's why I have to shout out Maxine's Heavenly for sponsoring this episode of the show. They make super soft homestyle cookies sweetened with natural unrefined sugar and their soft line of cookies are actually gluten-free. So I know sometimes when we hear natural ingredients for cookies, we automatically think it's not good, but I promise that's not the case here. Not only are their cookies delicious, but they have so many amazing ingredients that I don't feel guilty about eating a cookie or two a day. My favorites right now from the super soft line are the peanut butter chocolate chunk and snickerdoodle. But I have to tell y'all that I really didn't even get a lot of the peanut butter chocolate chunk because my son Elijah ate most of the box. And y'all know he's my picky eater, so I figure he approves. Maxine's Heavenly launches their crispy cookie line in February, and I can't wait to tell you more about them once I try them. But for now, I need you to go over to Maxine'sHeavenly.com and use the discount code BROWNVEGAN to save 25%. And that's brown vegan as one word. Once again, the website is Maxine'sHeavenly.com, discount code BROWNVEGAN. I'll also be sure to include it in the show notes and the blog post for this episode so that you can click right through. around Thanksgiving, we were talking about how family members typically, the ones you haven't seen in a while, Mm -hmm. especially the older ones, have things to say about our bodies. And I know that's something that like 
burns you, burns you up when people talk about bodies. So yeah, share whatever you want about well, that. Well, you know what's interesting? I The way that I grew up, I've always been slim. I, you know, got made fun of for being skinny and having knobby knees. And it's like, now I look back and I'm like, I wonder if they knew that I was like literally starving, like if they would have been making fun of me, but that's neither here nor there. But like, always grew up so skinny. And then, you know, older women would be like, oh, just wait until you have babies. Just wait until this and wait until that. And then, you know, as I grew into my teens, my body kind of filled out in this way that, you know, people liked. And so I associate a lot of my value to my body and that's not good. Mm -hmm. Then I went on to become a stripper, which also associated a lot of value to my body, which- Wait, what? (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. You are so full of surprises. Okay, we're going to talk about that. Okay, keep going. (laughs) We're coming back. Look, I had to to pause because I didn't want to forget to come back to that. (laughs) Keep going. So yeah, and then that associated a lot of of value to my body. And so in the last two years, since basically I haven't been to the gym, I have just been seeing the ways like of how basically I just don't like associating value to bodies. And it started with like noticing that like if someone's commenting on like a particular part of my body, how how that comment might come across to someone that doesn't have a body like mine in my space. And that started just making me upset. I was just like, I don't like this because I want this to be an inclusive space. I want people to feel, I want everybody to feel comfortable here. And so if it's kind of bothering me, then imagine how it's making someone feel that doesn't have a body like mine or, you know, you know what I mean? And so I just started being like kind of mindful about being just taking those comments down. And then sometimes the, if there were comments about my body, then uh, some people would come in and like take it all the way to a place that I'm just like, oh, this is really, we just don't want this here. And so I shared this video in the summer of last year that was just like, let's just normalize not commenting on other people's bodies because you have no idea what their relationship is with their body, what their relationship is with food. And then it's also placing this value on bodies, like being like, oh, that's a good body. That's a bad body. Like, I just don't want any body talk because there's so much more to us than our bodies. And so it, I guess it took me a while to get here, but like, I just don't want, I just don't want that kind of commentary. I feel like there's so many things that we can say you know, like you brighten my day. I love that outfit. Like, of course, makeup is always great. Like, cause you know, someone took their time to make themselves look that way, but like body centric comments. Like, I, I think that we should just, that should be, that should be a thing of the past. And, and if you feel like commenting on someone's body, which you just should never do, unless they're like, I lost weight. How do I look? You know what I mean? There's no reason. Yeah, you shouldn't volunteer anything. anything. <laughs> and then I thought like, how, how would you feel if you were like, can I comment on your body? That just sounds weird. You know what I mean? If you were asking for permission. So look, it's interesting you say this because a few weeks ago, there's this guy, I go to grocery store all the time, right? And this is guy, he's so nice. One of the cashiers there, I see him all the time. 
And I noticed over the last few months that he had lost weight, right? And I can tell that it was him intentionally trying mm-hmm. to lose weight just because his appearance overall was changing. So it wasn't just like the weight dropping. He's wearing the same big clothes still or anything like that. I can tell this was very intentional for him. So I had been wanting to comment on it, but I didn't really want to because here's the thing. You know, sometimes people are losing weight because they're yeah. sick or something else is going on. And so I didn't want to just say, oh, you look good because it's like in his mind, you know, maybe he's having health issues. And so that's why he lost the weight. He couldn't control that. So I was, I kind of tiptoed around it. And then finally I said, it was, it's funny you say that about like having permission to comment on someone's body, but in a way it's like I I did. And he was very appreciative. I think that I was a little yeah. hesitant about it, opposed to just running my mouth. If right. that makes it totally does make sense. <laughs> it's just like, Yeah. So I'm very, very intentional and sensitive about those things. And I think it's because of years of being in this vegan space and putting myself out there. I've had so many people make comments about how I look in my body and things like that. And because of it, I remember for the longest time and I still sometimes I get into this mode where I'm just like Mm -hmm. hiding because I'm not I don't fit into what a vegan supposed yeah. to look like. You, you know, know what I mean? So, and that was another thing that, sad, solidified the, the, that solidified like how I felt about it was you have no freaking idea how many vegans and bigger bodies reached out to me and were like, thank you so much for sharing this. I sometimes don't even want to mm-hmm. say that I'm vegan because people will be like, oh, that's not working out for you or whatever. And I'm like, <sighs> oh my, like my heart broke. I was like, why are people like this? Why? And uh, further solidified, like we should not be commenting on people's bodies. Like, also, we need to like co- consistently, con- like, uh, not control, uh, consistently correct people when they make veganism seem like it's a diet, so that it's not like so you don't think that someone's supposed to look a certain way. It's not a diet. You can eat all of the things that you ate before going vegan. You know what I mean? It's not. Yep. It's not some restrictive lifestyle. So. Yeah. Yes. I, I love how you always talk about meeting people where they are and you, you're like, it's okay that you don't like green smoothies. I know you love smoothies. You love bowls. You love all the goodies. Your food always looks amazing, but you're like, you know, wherever you are is fine. I love how you always share well, that yeah, message. And I don't think that like we should be so like, like beating up on ourselves about the things that we eat, but I feel like it's been ingrained in us you know, especially children of the eighties, like that's when like diet culture just like came booming through to tell us that what we were eating was trash, you know? And I get it. Like, I just think that everyone should eat for how they want to feel. And if they, if they follow that guidance of of our bodies, but I feel like a lot of people don't even know what their bodies are saying anymore because of all of the things, you know? So we're so, yeah, so distracted. Get get to that, (laughs) that inner knowing when you're so distracted by the chatter of the world and things that have been stuffed down your throat. And I also don't think we've ever been taught that, Andrea. No. Do you? Do you ever been? I no. don't think we have ever really been. T- most of us. We, have been no, taught most that. of us have not been taught like how to get in tune with our bodies at all. And I've been trying to think about. Mm-hmm. So you know, my my tagline or whatever my statement is like helping people live their best lives from the inside out. I've been trying to think of like how I definitely know just showing up as me, like as authentically as possible is helpful because I've also gotten so many messages from women that are like, you make me want to be a better version of me. You want, you make me want to 
show up and show out. You make me want to like insert, you know, thing here. And I'm like, okay, then I'm doing my job. I always want to do like a little group circle or, you know, do something where I can really get, get in there and help people, but I don't have the bandwidth for that. But I know that just me showing up as myself is enough right now because I've gotten so many reflections and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, oh, it makes me so happy. Like my soul is just like, yes. Okay, I'm on the path. You definitely are. That's what I'm saying. I had to bring you back on because I'm just like, you always just bring so so much goodness. <laughs> Anytime we have any type of conversation, it's just always magic. So I wanted you to share that with my people. Yeah, again. I love it. Thank you so much for having <laughs> me back. I really, really, I was like, oh, me again? Me? Little old me? <laughs> Girl, stop. <laughs> so what are you enjoying as far as food lately? What's what's like something that you're just gravitating well, you know, to more than Something normal? that is just rocking my socks and it doesn't even sound good is this smoothie that I made on accident the other day. It wasn't even an accident. I, they, we had this fruit that I knew that nobody was going to eat. Like my, my kids are so picky about apples. They have to be like the perfect firmness. And so there was these apples that they were going to eat. There was these tomatoes that I was not going to put on a salad. They weren't like quite firm enough for me. So I threw three tomatoes, five little tiny oranges, and everything's like super sweet. All of this produce is pretty sweet. And then two apples in my blender and served it over ice. And I've literally, I've had it every day for the last seven days because it's so good. It's like refreshing and, and it doesn't sound like it's going to be good because it's got tomatoes in it. But something about that combo is just rocking my whole world right now. I I know it just doesn't sound good. No, it doesn't. Okay. But I'm willing to try because I trust your, your, your recipes and your recommendations. Cause you're the one who put me, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but you're the one who put me on the bitching sauce forever ago. And I just, isn't it just so good? I don't know everything. The Chipotle. Now see, I haven't tried the other ones. Have you, have you you tried the other ones? ones. Cause I only eat the Chipotle one. You gotta try the other ones. Which one is really good? The the cilantro chili one? Mm. Oh, that one is just so good on like nachos. I mean, really all of those sauces are good on all of the, all of the things. I love making like homemade French fries and dipping those in there. Just mm, so good. Mm, They just go wraps. I did a detox. (laughs) I did a detox a few months ago and it like saved me because I was just putting it on all my greens and everything. I was just, it just made me want to eat. Exactly. I love (laughs) it. I love it when you meet a sauce that makes you want to eat the good things. Yeah. I should say the nourishing things. The nourishing things. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Especially since we're talking about yeah, body positivity yeah. and food and, and you know diet what? culture I, and everything. I want to yeah. get to a place yeah. where we're just like body neutral. Let's just like not talk about bodies anymore. We're so obsessed with bodies. Let's mm. just like not talk. We're, we're so much more than our bodies. You know what I mean? Just like, just yes. bypass the whole thing. That's mm-hmm. what I think. Let's do it. Okay. So I know we didn't talk about this ahead of time, but I, I got to hear the stripper story if you don't mind sharing it. <laughs> <laughs> what? I didn't just throw that in there. Oh yeah, you know when I was doing this. Oh, <laughs> so what is that? What was What's that? Up? That was like the best time of my life. Seriously, it was the best thing I've ever done. The creative, like the creative freedom that I had. Ah, so fun. Okay, so let me tell you how it came about. So let's see. I was working at this like banking place. I I had broken up with my boyfriend. I think like five months before. And then he called me up and he was like, Hey, 
I'm going to a strip club. You want to come with me? And I was like, sure, let's do it. So we went down to the strip club mm -hmm. and I'd never been. I was, I think I was 22 and it was cool. It was fun. It was like, you know, real vibey, low key, nothing too glitzy and glammy. And at one point, this woman, this man had like all this money in his hand and this woman wasn't doing much. And she just was like taking the money out of his hand all seductively. And I was looking at her like, what in the, what? <laughs> and he looks at me all mesmerized and he's like, you want to do this shit, don't you? And I was like, no, like who wants to see me? Like, no, I would never. Next week I was like auditioning. <laughs> no, next not next week. week. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. Okay, wait, wait. We got to talk about what that looks like auditioning. Oh, what do you, you do? Just, you just go stand yeah, up there just what? Pick some songs and you dance. And look, I worked in the industry. Wait, but you're actually in the when the club yeah, is open yeah. or is this oh, like no. on the side? Nope. The club when... is open. <laughs> they have like wow. a side stage that's not at this particular club. They have a side stage that they only open when it's busy. So basically... I went in on like a Tuesday or something. It wasn't crazy busy. And so I just auditioned. And I mean, like, you don't have to know how to dance. You don't have to have stage presence. You don't really have to have anything but like a body. It doesn't have to be any particular body, just a body. Not no, a body. Serious, just a body. <laughs> and that was it. They're like, okay, you could start tomorrow. And then that was it. Like, seriously, the funnest job I've ever had. The funnest job I've ever had. How long did Seven you do years. it? Yeah. What? You know what I was expecting when you first mentioned? I was like, oh, she probably just did a little stint, probably, you no, know, a month or I two. I got to bust you know, out the pictures. And I was major. really good, too. Like, I was really freaking good. Hey. I'm not even going to lie. I was like, I was like the showstopper. So that's. <laughs> I can see men coming in there just having you conversations know, I, with you, though. I feel like that's probably. We I, did, a lot of that. I did. Definitely. And like the, the, Great thing about it is that you get to choose like who you spend your time with and who you spend your energy with. And so, you know, of course, I've heard all sorts of like terrible experiences. I mean, even in the clubs that I worked at, but like I got to choose what I did and who I did that for. And so like who I spent my time with. So it wasn't like I had a pleasant experience. It was great. I had so much fun. That mindset alone, I see why, because some women probably feel like they have to just put up with whatever. And you went into it like, well, nah, <laughs> this is me. This is my life. And well, this is what and I'm going to do. And I had a day yeah. job. So it was fun money. It was just like, I'm going to do what I like. It was just, what? yeah, I wasn't, it was not something that I had to do. I wasn't forced into it. And it was just fun. And like, that's, that's yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> I love like the, like picking out outfits and doing my makeup and wearing different wigs. Like it was just fun. Wow. So did oh, you make good money? Cause I, that's what I want to know. I used to want to do it cause yes. I wanted the money. <laughs> well, and I think, I think the fact that I didn't go into it wanting to make money, I was just like, this looked like fun. And it was power for me. It was not like, I, sh I shared that experience with you that, you know, the opening scene, if you will. But it wasn't money. It was the power. I was like, that right there is sexy. Mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. 
Wow, you're so fun. Oh my goodness. You just, you just so wait, I know that you told me before that you were, because I know you're in California now. Are you yeah. still moving to yeah. the other state? I don't know if yeah. you want me to say. Okay. I mean, you're still moving. When, so when is that going to happen? Are, I mean, still looking for a house there, which. This is yeah, fun, I'm sure. Fun. <laughs> and it's um, so yeah, still looking for a house there and just, you know, c- kind of finishing up doing the house selly stuff here. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely still going, but it's going to be a minute just because of the market. The market is not, we don't, our house is not there yet. It's not on the market yet. So we're just, we're looking mm-hmm. out like fiends, checking every day. <laughs> <laughs> and also, because you got the, because now you're moving across country and you're, and you're trying to buy and sell in this market. So it's just like, that's just Stressful, even more yeah, pressure sure. and stress and everything. The sell yeah. is going to be amazing on all levels but the buying the buying is going to be interesting it's going to be an interesting process so yeah yeah, definitely still doing it I just don't really know exactly when because we're just looking for our our next house our next Next adventure adventure. (laughs) so before we wrap up I wanted to know if you wanted to give us any final thoughts or tips on Finding joy, movement, food, love, stripping, <laughs> anything you want to <laughs> just, just end it with some final thoughts and also let us know how we can come and hang out with you on Instagram or wherever okay, else you want to send so us. I believe firmly that if you listen to your body, I know it's going to take some practice, but if you just like shut out all of the rules that you've been told about food and just listen to how certain things make you feel, you will get wherever you want to go. Like whatever that looks like for you, you will get there if you just listen to your body. When you're talking about movement and potentially moving every day, focus on how you want to feel and also use the statement, I get to instead of I have to. It really just shifts your perspective about movement. And movement is magic. Movement is freedom. Just remember those things. And then about stripping, I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't think I have any tips. It's been, I, I, it's been like, it's been like 15 years. Like, I don't know. Like, but yeah. And then if you want to come hang out with me, I am on Instagram at shamelessly fabulous. And then I'm also on TikTok. And I feel like I share a little bit more on TikTok just because the platform kind of allows for the space for you to just do whatever. Like you don't have to set anything up. You don't have to write a caption. So I feel like there's a little more freedom over there. Yeah. Because Instagram can feel a little... It feels like you're on a freaking interview. Very much so. That's why, that's why I avoid it so much these days. Like, I want... I mean, that's so funny. I think you, you asked me, are you okay? And I'm thinking, that's great. I'm just not on here. Right. So yeah, like, so TikTok, it's, I'm shamelessly fabulous vegan over there. And I just feel like there's freedom to just do whatever. Like you just could get wild over there. Like Instagram, you have to like prepare. It's like a whole scene over there. So I share like every day in my stories for sure. But I'm very active over on TikTok because I love it. So. Yes. Yes. Well, I love you so much and I'm so thankful for our friendship. And it's I know it's like I know I never met you in person, but oh, I but just when we, but feel when so connected meet, to you. It's it's gonna be a party. Yes. And I love you so much too. Yes, and I'm it so is. glad that Shauna introduced us because this like this is gonna be a friendship for life. 
Yes, sure. it will be. And I'm so thankful for it. Yes. Yeah, so thank you so, so, so much for being on the show. And you know, one of these days we'll probably do a, a, a round three or something because I like, I just want you on here just right, to talk. Right. Come and talk. <laughs> to me. Come and talk. No, I'm here for it. I love it. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the show. If you're enjoying the podcast, be sure to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts to make it easy for others to find us. Also, tell a friend. Be sure to share the episode on your Instagram stories and tag Brown Vegan. Thank you so much for your support and I'll talk to you next week. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.